If you would, please, get your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. It's sure good to see you all today. For it's been good this week. Let's ask Him to bless today. Heavenly Father, we thank You for just being able to be here with Your people. We ask You, dear God, that You bless us as we study Thy Word together. You've been such a blessing to me. And Lord, I want to pass it on. If you'll let the Holy Spirit speak to each one of us, we'll praise you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, over the years I've, I've said that the plan of salvation is all the way through the Bible. And uh, I was reading last night, just going back and begin in the beginning uh, of the Bible, and I, I wrote some things down. I want you to look at it, if you would, please. I want to read a little bit now in Genesis, the creation story. And listen to it very carefully. Now, I know more, all of us know it. We've read it so many times. But the plan of salvation is so plain right here in these verses. And let's begin in verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light. That it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness He called night and the evening and the morning for the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together under one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together out of the waters called he seas, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after its kind, and a tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life and fowl that may fly above the earth 
in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great wheels and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl uh, multiply in the earth, in the evening and the morning were the fifth day. God said, Let the earth bring forth a living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living creature, every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for me. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green uh, herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good, and in the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Father, I ask you again, bless the reading of thy word now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now let's go back, please. I know that's a, a lot of reading, but it, I love to read the creation story. But uh, notice the Word of God begins, In the beginning, God. Now regeneration, I'm talking about being born again now. When I, what I want you to see was this whole chapter has to do with the plan of God's salvation. Regeneration, being born again in life, is like the work of creation. It has its beginning in God. You don't get born again from man. You get born again from God. John 3, verse 5, Jesus answered, Really, really, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So the new birth, or new creation, like the creation story, begins with the Word of God and the moving of the Spirit of God. Now, what I want to do, I want to take the order of creation given in Genesis chapter 1 and compare them with the experience of a soul passing from death unto life at the new birth. Number one, notice the disorder of things in verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Three things here describe man's natural uh, nature. Number one, confusion. The earth was without form and no form. Without form, so that's no order to it. 
The unsaved man has no order in his life. Spiritual things are foolishness in him, the Bible says. Emptiness. Notice the word void. The earth of itself unable to produce any good thing. Now life and fruitfulness are the gifts of God. Romans chapter 7 verse 18 says of the unsaved man, In me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. So man is completely void without the moving of the Holy Spirit. Job 14 and verse 4 says, Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. So you have the emptiness, voidness of an unsaved person, just like in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And they were void. Then in verse 2 says, And that there was darkness, and darkness was on, on the face of the deep. Now to be under sin is to be under the power of darkness. The Bible says that Satan is a power of darkness. There can be nothing but darkness until the light shines through. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. In other words, man is in darkness. He knows not the light of God unless the Holy Spirit moves in him. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So you have to have uh, somebody says, I'll get saved when I want to. No, you won't. You'll get saved when the Holy Spirit shines His light upon the Word of God and reveals Christ to you. Notice the work of the Spirit. Verse 2, And the earth was out forming void and darkness upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit, and notice that's the Holy Spirit, is capitalized. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, the earth's own movement could not mend its emptiness. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, By grace we're saved. Now, being born again is not the outward movement of the appearance of man then. It is not evolution, but it's creation. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, somebody says, Well, I got saved, but I haven't changed a thing. But you knew you can get saved. Just that simple. Because the new birth is like creation. Out of nothing, God creates. Brand new. John 6, verse 63. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And so you have to have the working of the Holy Spirit to get born again. Notice the power of God's word in verse 3. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. That's the word of God. Now God said, and there was. God spake and it was done. The word of God is quick and powerful, Hebrews says. The Word of God is the power of God unto salvation. Lazarus was dead and buried 
for three days in the grave, and Jesus spake, and Lazarus came forth alive. Jesus' word is power. God's word is powerful. Romans ten seventeen. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So notice the fourth thing. God's word causes separation. Now look at verse four. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called it light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, taking those verses, the Word of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, working in the new man, the spiritual man, or saved person, separates the spiritual from the carnal, sinful person. Turn over to 2 Corinthians a minute with me, and I'll show you how it works. Uh, same as it's showing us in creation, in the creation story. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and I want us to look, please, in verse 14. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion had light with darkness? And what concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with ours? For you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, because of this, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now, the Bible plainly tells us <clears throat> that we don't have uh, communion with the unsaved uh, like the unsaved has with one another. In other words, we're to be separate. How can two walk together unless they be agreed, the Bible says. And so if you believe in the idols, and I believe in the living God, we have no fellowship. Amen? I can't fellowship with you. And the Bible says then you come out from among them. And so in the creation story, God said that he divided the light from the darkness. That's part of salvation. Notice the manner of fruit bearing. Now look at verse 11. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, and the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit, after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Now notice the Bible says, Yielding fruit after his kind. Now the fruit, or outward appearance, or habits, are not the result of an effort of our own then, but on a condition of what we are now. The fruit of Christ in us will be Christ's likeness. If, if you're truly saved, your one desire should be, and it is, if you're truly saved, I want to be like Jesus. Amen? Now, I've had a lot of heroes, I mean Christian heroes, in the faith since I've been saved that I want to be like. But the Bible says that we're to want to be, that desire in our heart is to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the manner of fruit bearing then is the fruit after His kind. 
and with the seed in itself, that reproduction. In other words, then we are to reproduce what's in us. I have Christ in us. That's soul winning. We are to go after the unsaved, reproduce ourselves in Christ Jesus. Notice God created man in His own image. Now the truth is, if I ever expect to be like God or Christ, if I ever expect to go where God is, then it's going to take an act of recreation in one. That's the new birth. And so we're different. Now if you take the whole uh, chapter 1 and you read it, I've been listening to one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. We got a sinner's uh, or some, I forgot if it's a sinner's or one of the government, they was asking the other day, they were trying to put him in office and ask him the other day, define a woman. And he couldn't. He couldn't even tell about what a woman is. Now, if you go back in the Bible, the Bible says, after his kind. I got news for you. I'm after the kind of man. You're after the kind of woman if you're a woman. And it's just that simple. You can't change that. You can uh, you can mutilate your body all you want to. But we're to produce after our kind. And when it comes to Christianity, my purpose is, since I've been saved, is to reproduce my kind. I'm a child of God. I want to reproduce children of God. And I want to teach God's Word and show people the Lord Jesus Christ and get them saved, get them born again, and to get them to serve. Now, I've heard so many people, and I've, I've seen this through the years in my life, that people said, I won 10 to the Lord, I won 15 to the Lord. And you never see them come forward in church, you never see them baptized, you never see any fruits of it. And somebody said, did they really get saved? Well, I really believe this. If you truly get saved, you will bear fruit. Fruit is in you. I didn't. I don't have to be made to go to church. I don't have to be made to read the Bible. I don't have to have rewards or, or will you please read the Bible? Will you please study the Bible? It's in me. I want to do it. And that's a seed that's in me. <laughs> now what I'm trying to say is I want to be like the Lord Jesus. Amen? And, the, and now the proof of that is that I have something in me that didn't used to be there. And when God created in the beginning, the Bible says God created. One thing I realized a long time ago, I can't get saved no more. And I cannot make somebody else get saved. I can't do it. When I first got saved, I'd go out visiting, knocking on doors, trying to win people to Christ, and I, I'll persuade people to get saved. I'll persuade them. I'll show them that God's good and Jesus loves them, and I can just make them get saved. No, you can't. And I had to realize that very quickly. And another thing I had to realize, <clears throat> it's a hard thing to preach all the time. And sometimes never see nobody saved, never see no life changed, nothing going on, as you can see. But you don't know what God's doing in the heart. And you don't know what God's doing in the life that you're preaching to. And what I had to learn very quickly, 
Mine is not to make people get saved. Mine is to preach God's Word. And the Bible says that God does the work. Just like in creation. Who created the earth? Who created all this? God did. Well, when it comes to a saved person then, God's the only one that can save a person. The church can't do it. A baptism can't do it. Uh, people can't do it. It takes God to do it. And He has to bring people out of darkness into light. Now, what that's talking about is simply this. Have you ever tried to take the Bible and lead somebody to saving faith in Christ and they've told you, I wish I could see it. I had a man come forward to church one Sunday and I went down to pray with him and I said, Sir, why did you come? He said, I came. I want to get saved today. And I took the Bible and I went right down the plan of salvation with him. I went all the way through the Scriptures to show him that Jesus loved him. He said, I wish I could see it, but I just can't. I dealt with my daddy for ten years. And my daddy said, it can't be that simple. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace you say through faith that now yourselves a gift of God, not a work, lest any man should boast. And I'd quote those scriptures, I'd read the Bible to him, I'd try to get him to understand that Jesus is the one that does the saving. And all the time he would tell me it can't be that easy. i got to do something. It just can't be. And, I, and after 10 years of dealing with him, one day I went over to his house and he, I read Ephesians 2, 8, 9 he said, well, I declare it. And Romans 10, 13, I read that one verse to him. He said, I declare I see it. Now what made the difference? All those years, he was blinded. He was in darkness. And then the Holy Spirit opened his eyes and he could see the truth. That's what makes a difference. And it's a beautiful story of the plan of salvation when you study the Word of God. And this is what I encourage people to do all the time. When you're reading the Word of God, always look for Jesus Christ on every page. Look for the salvation message on every page. Just read the Bible. I read the Bible sometimes at home at night. I'm sitting there by myself late at night just reading the Bible. And I get so excited I can't hardly stand it because I realize it's God's Word. Every bit of it. And I, I get some of, when I get aware of some of those names and things, I get bogged down just reading names. And I have to say to myself, but it's God's Word. Read it. And the other night I was reading, and um, I was reading about uh, Hagar the harlot. And I thought, my goodness. Did you know she's in the lineage of Christ? Think about that. And I said, isn't that something God used that woman in the lineage of Christ? And I, and many times I read it up to that time, I never knew it. And so what I'm trying to say is, anytime you're reading the Bible, be careful, read it all, and it's the Word of God speaking to you. And it's opening your eyes to the truth. Amen? Just like God broke darkness in the light. Same story. Father, would you bless the coming hour? We're excited about it, Lord, that you'll bless each one of us that comes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.